This is the Bible Quizzer Podcast. Thank you so kindly for joining us. My name is Kellen Baggett. Today I'm going to give somewhat of a brief review of the South Carolina Quizzing Association National Invitational Tournament, also known by the majority of us as Squanet. It's the third major tournament of the year after Athens and Colorado Invitational, but before ACS. So this week we have a kickoff Monday with Squanet and then AACS on Tuesday and then finals on Thursday. Right now it's Tuesday. We've gone through the rounds for AACS to get down to the finals. I will give a quick update at this point. The last team standing, we're down to the final three. We have Ohio, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, not really a surprise. Ohio, a major surprise as we haven't seen them at any tournament previously this season. We'll see how that pans out on Thursday. Right now, we have a low for Ohio. Both Wisconsin and Pennsylvania do not have lows. So that's where we currently stand on AACS. But let's focus on Squanet. So Squanet happened on Monday, April 10th, 2023, in Taylor, South Carolina. Featured a field of 12 teams. There was great quizzing all day. I had the opportunity to quiz master. And I think the last... If I'm not mistaken, the last four quizzes in my room, as well as the last few in the final rounds, all came down to question 19 or later until we got to the final two questions, or excuse me, the final two quizzes, which were two team quizzes. All right, let's kick it off. I'll go through the list of teams here uh, in reverse order in the way they finish. So um, real quick, I'll cover um, 12th, 11th, 10th, and 9th. They were all newer teams or um teams that we haven't seen as frequently at tournaments. I know one of them attended a tournament earlier this year. We have Gospel Light 1 and 2, finishing 11th and 12th respectively. They're from North Carolina. This is my first time seeing Gospel Light. It's my understanding they're going to have a PQA team next year. Excited to see another team get in. All the newer teams, the better. And I think they came in. It was just Um, lack of experience, things like that, and I think they'll continue to get better, but finishing 11th and 10th, excuse me, 11th and 12th. In 10th place, we had Kane in Georgia. This is a team that's a startup team as well in the Covington, Georgia area. I know Falls, Wisconsin has helped to get that ministry off the ground. They attended the Athens New Year's Classic and Squanet. I'm not sure if they're AACS eligible. I don't think Georgia was on that list, but Kane in Georgia finishing 10th place. I hope to have them around for years to come and hoping they improve as well. Hopefully they get to more tournaments over uh, the Book of Matthew next season. Ninth place, we have Lagos. That's from uh, South Carolina. That's going to be the Davis family, led by Caleb. Just uh, overpowered uh, in this tournament. Hopefully they improve. I believe Caleb was a senior, so unfortunately that was his last quiz as a high schooler, but hopefully he'll come back and quiz spectacular tournaments and stays involved in quizzing. All right, let's go ahead and take a pivot here. We'll go into eighth place. We had Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax represented the state of Virginia at AACS. They have been eliminated as to where they finished at AACS. I'm not sure, but for Squanet, they finished eighth place. Very, uh, very good team made up of high schoolers. They have really five people who can answer questions pretty consistently. I think what they're lacking is one dominant quizzer, and I think... If one of their quizzers, I'm not sure exactly who would be graduating. I think they did have a senior or two, but hopefully they'll come back and replace them with up-and-coming quizzers. If they have a quizzer who, like I said, gets 
um, a real mass of material to kind of build behind or around a dominant quizzer, I think Fairfax can be in the conversation of a top three or four team in the country. So they finished seventh here. I think they were a little bit better. Excuse me, they finished eighth here. I think they were a little bit better than eighth place, but I expected them to be average or above average in this tournament just due to the sheer number of uh, really good teams at the top. Finishing seventh place, I'm not going to talk about them a whole lot, but that's the Falls Lightning team out of Monotomy Falls, Wisconsin. This was a team that would have been the, I believe, second oldest team for those Falls. So just a quick explanation, this is my best guess. Falls Avalanche is definitely their A team. I think they're the most experienced team of the three. Then we have Falls Lightning, which they, the Quizzers all seem to be the same age, roughly, as that Avalanche team. And then we have Falls Thunder, which I would think of as their Division II team. Junior Quizzers, all younger. Um, clearly not as much material coverage or experience there, but definitely up and coming. So Falls Lightning actually finished seventh. And I felt like they were pretty good. I felt like that was appropriate. I felt uh, head-to-head Fairfax was probably a little bit better than them. But Falls Lightning, very good team. All right, moving on to sixth place, we've got Church of Greenville from Greenville, South Carolina. This team, I think, better than sixth place. I wish they would have uh, really reduced some errors in the last few rounds, but they were really good, just kind of an error-prone team, but also capable of beating teams that are better than them. Unfortunately, Lydia Crosby was a senior, so she'll graduate. They won't have her on the team next year, but I think they have a lot to look forward to. That's a ministry that's huge, seems to be very enthusiastic and growing. I love what Adam Eastland and company are doing there, and I think they will wind up being a top three to top four team next year. I think if Sam and Abby can get a large mass of the book of Matthew. I think they can build around them and they will be a great team. I think with more experience, a little bit of uh, a little more of a conservative quiz style, maybe reduce those airs. I think they're right there with any of them. Sam is a great quizzer. Abby's a great quizzer and they have a lot to build around. Also Landon was consistently getting one to two a quiz. It seemed like when I had them in my room and I think they just have a lot to look forward to. Um, if they're going to start on the book of Matthew, I think Like I said, they're right up there with anybody. Fifth place, this one, the way they were put out was, it was hard to watch, Ridgeview, Tennessee. This one, I felt like Ridgeview came in, and from what I had heard and seen on the board, I didn't get to see them quiz. They seemed like they were probably the fourth best team there, maybe higher. Ridgeview got into air trouble, and that's how they were put out, and they were put out I mean, by one or two questions there at the end. That was one of the really close quizzes. From here on out, all of these teams, with the exception of the two-team quizzes to determine the winner of the tournament, all of these quizzes came right down to the wire and were extremely entertaining to watch. The quiz where Ridgeview was put out was no exception. They were ganged up on with two Falls teams, Falls Thunder and Falls Avalanche, which of course finished above them. They were definitely better than the Falls Thunder team, I felt, and Falls Thunder had a bit of an advantage to have Falls Avalanche in that quiz. But I will say, um, unfortunately, that was Ben's last quiz. He was a senior. He graduated. Again, this is another team. I don't think losing Ben makes them drop off. I think they have a lot of, uh, a lot of potential with Blake and company. Um, to build around. Um, 
I believe her name is Molly, and I think Emily as well. I'm horrible with names, but I believe that's correct. Again, the theme going forward is if teams will memorize the book of Matthew, you can build around one to two really, really strong quizzes that have a lot of the 28 chapters. I think Ridgeview is probably capable of being as good as Falls, and I mean that if Blake and company can get Matthew and start on it and get going, I think they're right up there. And I look forward to seeing them next year, hopefully for the sake of the state of Tennessee, of which I am a citizen. They will improve. Excited for Ridgeview in the future. Fourth place, I already talked to them about them a little bit here, but going on to Falls Thunder. Falls Thunder was younger. I didn't see them that much, but they were in that quiz that um, featured Ridgeview getting eliminated. I think they overperformed. I don't think they were the fourth best team. They were a young junior team, but very capable. Um, the powerhouse that is Falls. Caleb's a great quizzer. The rest of them were answering questions pretty consistently, and they did what they had to do. Not a lot of highs. I think they were pretty well middling through when it came to teams that were better than them as far as uh, just continuing throughout the tournament, but that really doesn't matter. As long as you don't get a low, you can keep moving forward. And they were no exception to that rule. And then when we got down to the Final Four, I think they were, although they put up a great fight, I think they were overpowered, and I don't think anyone was really surprised that they finished fourth out of the four remaining teams. All right, let's talk about the top three. This is where things got really interesting. The quizzes in which McQuanago was eliminated and Falls took a low were extremely entertaining. Probably the best quizzes that I have seen all year. I will say this. Um, Falls Avalanche going into this tournament had not taken a low in a three-team quiz all year. And the only teams, because Falls is now finished, the only teams to beat them in a three-team quiz at the same time, Old Paz, Pennsylvania, and McQuanago. So that goes to show you this was really competitive here at the end. McQuanago, Wisconsin finished third. I actually felt like they were the second best team there. And the way they lost was just right down to the wire. I believe it was question 20 or a tiebreaker question. It was a very aggressive jump by um, Old Paz, I believe Ben answered the question uh, to eliminate McQuanago right down to the wire there. Um, really, really good team. I really enjoyed watching that team throughout the day, led by Lydia and Nathan, and then they've also got Daniel, Matthew, and Caleb, who all were answering questions, sometimes three and upwards a quiz, and if they were quizzing teams who were considerably weaker than them as far as material coverage, it was very obvious that McQuanago would just get in and dominate early on and carry on a big lead. And they held their own against teams that were right at their level, old paths and falls throughout the day, really. Unfortunately, Lydia was a senior, so they won't have Lydia next year. Again, I don't think they can replace Lydia right off the bat, but I don't think McQuanago nosedives next year. And it's for a few reasons. So one, they've got Daniel and Matthew coming back. I'm not sure about Caleb. He might have been a senior. I'm, I don't uh, have a way to confirm that at the moment, but I don't think they would dive because of losing those two quizzers. Now, Nathan was in fourth grade this year. He's already, in my opinion, a top five quizzer in the country, and I expect him to get better. He reminds me of 
Handelin, Van Gelderen at that age, and I think if he continues to improve, we're looking at a McQuanago dynasty down the road. He won't be eligible for AACS next year, but I think at this point of the four majors, AACS is not the most competitive or highest quality major. It might be number two this season anyway because of the way it turned out on the calendar and teams being able to come in. But I don't think that would be any problem for McQuanago. I think next year they'll come back and they have the potential to win every major they attend if Nathan continues to improve and they can keep keep the pace with Matthew and Daniel supporting Nathan and even those two improving as well. So unfortunately, McQuanago put out there on the last question. It was right down to the wire. Uh, let's move on to the top two. So Old Paths, I do think Old Paths was the third best team there but they were the last team to receive a low the whole day which was very impressive they found ways time after time after time sometimes they would get into a quiz and it looked like they just dominated it sometimes they'd get into a quiz and you could tell you know question 10 11 12 they'd be safe sometimes they got into really tight situations and managed to just continue squeaking out middles or highs to keep from getting a low right there at the end when we were down to the final four and final three really honestly if one question in either quiz goes the other way they get a low or potentially finish third or even fourth and they did a great job finding ways to overcome tight situations and quizzes they were led by Alyssa, but everyone on the team contributed Ben especially very uh, very much in those final rounds I mentioned earlier I believe he got the question it was 20 or a tiebreaker to eliminate McQuanago so everybody really pulling their weight on that one when they got to the finals with falls I felt like they were going to be at a disadvantage because of the strong number two that is Stephen Van Gelderen Jr. But I knew that Old Paz did not have an issue with depth. Alyssa was great in the first, I believe it was the first two-team quiz and quizzed out without error. However, the rest of the team was not able to come back behind her and push them above falls. I think that was their golden opportunity and they came this close to winning the tournament and I think it would have been a really big upset if Old Paz had done it, although Old Paz is very strong and it looks like they might be the favorite to win AACS at this point. But I went into the finals thinking that they were at a disadvantage against Falls, even though Falls had one low and Old Paths had to lose twice. In the first one, Alyssa came out, performed very well. She quizzed out without air, which at Squanet you have the bonus. If you quiz out without air, it's a five and four tournament, so you quiz out five correct, four airs. If you go five correct, zero airs, that's a bonus for your team. They weren't able to leverage that and take advantage of a slight handle struggle there. And then the second quiz, although there were times when it looked like old paths could come back, um, Falls was able to capitalize really early on some old paths errors and just really um, win the quiz. Handle in was 
great. They were able to pass several to Charity. Also, Charity got a couple initial jumps there. And Stephen Van Geldren Jr., every time that he was depended on, he came through and pulled his weight and won there. So I kind of covered old paths and falls in the same conversation. I don't think there's any question that falls will be voted the number one team in the country. I, If I were voting, which I do not, I would have them as number one on my ballot. They won all three major tournaments. They have not... Um, <laughs> this is going to be... This is a crazy streak. If I am correct, they have not lost a tournament that they have attended since Colorado of 2021. So they're not AACS eligible. They have not won AACS, of course, this year, 22 or 21. But the last tournament that they didn't win and they attended was Colorado in 2021. And that that's a long time ago. They're on a hot streak. They are, by all means, a dynasty. And I honestly don't see that slowing down. I think they can continue to be the best team at any given tournament they attend until another team comes up and has a quizzer that can compete at that high level so consistently. They're very stacked. I think Hannah Lynn is, I think it is the best quizzer in the country. She's only a sophomore, so two years left. And Steven Jr. is a top 10 quizzer in the country, in my opinion. So I think Falls is here to stay, at least for two more years, and honestly longer after that because of younger quizzers that are going to come up and replace them. It'll take a team um, stepping up to beat them next season, but I'm excited to see him. It's uh, fun watching a team that can be so successful, and it just shows all the hard work that they put in. They're doing a great job there at Falls, and hopefully they will continue that, and hopefully some more teams will be more competitive with them, and we'll see a lot of great quizzing next year over the Book of Matthew. I'm very excited about that. I love the Book of Matthew. I got to quiz over it when I was a junior in high school. I think it's a great season to really capitalize on uh, getting a lot of verses because to a lot of quizzers, it is intimidating. And to others, it's a great opportunity. They look at it and they see just a great opportunity to memorize 1,071 verses. So um, that's just a quick little review of Squanet. I will try to post a follow-up podcast after we have gone through the finals at AACS, determined a winner there, and then after the ballots are finalized for the rankings for 2023, and then we will go ahead and transition into the 2023-2024 Bible quiz season over the book of Matthew. So I'm excited about that. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, comments, or emotional outbursts, please email me. It's Cullen, C-U-L-L-E-N, at BibleQuizzer.net. Any ideas, let me know. I am excited about the possibility of maybe starting some new things up uh, in this upcoming season, looking for ways to help the Bible Quiz community grow so we can have more teams and more quizzers getting into the Word of God and memorizing it. Something I want to add on here that I had not heard previously at Squanet that I left with a great impression um, Mr. George Wood, who runs the tournament, sent out in his uh, letter just kind of explaining, you know, welcome to Squanet, whatever, a quote from Nada Rogers. And for those of you who don't know, for many years, Nada Rogers, um, she was a lady who helped start 
uh, Heritage Mission, which was a great Bible quiz program and helped Bible quiz and helped it grow for many, many years. She passed away over the last two years, and in this letter, he included a quote from her, which I had never heard, and it, she said that Bible quizzing is the best way that she knew of to get young people into the Word of God and to get the Word of God into young people. And I think that's true as well from my experience, and I find it very inspiring. And honestly, that's um, my goal. I think that should be everyone's goal in Bible quizzing, despite you know the competition um, it should be about getting young people into the Word of God and getting the Word of God into young people. And I think that Bible quizzing is the best way to do it, and I'm excited about this season finishing up. Uh, all good things must come to an end, but it's a fresh new beginning. Excited to have the opportunities for young quizzers to get involved in this upcoming season over Matthew. If you are listening to this and you are new to Bible quizzing, please um, please reach out to me. We'd love to get you any information, help you get involved. Um, I know it can be hard to travel to some of these events. We'd love to uh, kick off uh, maybe something local to you, a local league or a local tournament across the country so we can get more teams involved. But thank you so much for listening. This has been the Bible Quizzer Podcast. See ya!